Welcome to Connect the Dots with Coach Karen. In this series, we undertake an unscripted training and coaching format to discover what it takes to find out and live out your God-given mission this side of heaven. If you've been plagued with questions about why you're here or what you're here for, you're in the right place. Be prepared to leave stuck or confused behind and follow along to gain clarity, peace, and purpose because God already knows your mission and He wants you to know it too. Welcome to episode six. We've been going through steps that reveal what Julie does well, what people group her heart leans toward, and what her passion and values are. But today, Julie pulls together component pieces that reflect who she is. While this journey began with all the what's in Julie's life, we will actually end with the who, who Julie is in Christ. This step moves both Julie and I to tears in moments of God's loving revelations and His pursuing love. So stay with us through more long pauses as God reveals Julie's identity and echoed His truth through her Peloton instructor, who'd say that we're here on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose, and we walk in purpose. And here we go, step five with Julie. I was just saying I'm a, I'm excited about this and I'm a little sad. This will be our last session with Connect the Dots. That too. Are you? Yes. Uh, what's the experience been like for you? Because now you've kind of gone through all the steps. You know, it has just been so, it's been such a learning experience on so many levels. Like obviously learning about myself, but then learning more about God through also through this process and seeing him at work and, and in a different way, like I've experienced his faithfulness in my life a jillion times, but it's usually like in a really concrete kind of way, like, Oh, I need to make this decision. You know, if I make this decision, is it right? And, you know, and, and God's always been there or having a need and it being filled just the right way or something. But I've, this is more of like a, it really is like a, a like a knowledge of God. Like a, it's very um, ab- abstract in a way because it's, I mean, it is concrete in that like I've got this mission statement and stuff now, but just sensing him work and seeing it come together was just a truly different, way, almost like an intellectual way of getting to know God, which was really not something even I've ever experienced in Bible study. So it was really cool. I love that for you. And I love the part that the intellectual piece was also learning about yourself. Oh, for sure. And then discovering God in those pieces. The one thing we have to say right off the bat is the Holy Spirit showed up in each one of these sessions. Oh, for sure. Oh, yes. I have to lay that out. I've had goosebumps and the revelations that have come. And so that's the whole piece about this. Anybody can pull together a mission statement. We just highly recommend you do it with God. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. And, you know, I think the other part of it too, about him being so present, I'm not, I don't know what the scripture is, but you know, it always says like, God will meet you where you are. And I know that there's scripture that talks about asking God into your presence or, but I really do feel like he he met us, like he was already there. 
Like we didn't have we didn't have to ask him to be there. He was just like, I'm here. I'm waiting for you. Like I'm, I agree. I'm waiting all this time. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And we know we talked about the summertime that things started in your heart for this to develop and things that I was kind of sensing as well. But he's been waiting a whole lot before that. Oh, yeah. 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 And ready to lead. All right. Well, as we begin this one, let's just recap your action steps. What do you want to share about? You had a lot of things <laughs> last <laughs> last week. One of the things that I was most excited about was you incorporating your future Julie into your affirmations. Yes. Yes. And so I did that. So yeah, you're right. I had a ton of action steps, probably more than I've had altogether so far <laughs> on this journey. And I'm going to refer to my action steps as I don't miss any. I did not score 100 on my homework. There are a couple of things I'm still working on. But I am surrounded by my mission statement everywhere I go. So I have it on a whiteboard in my office. It is in the notes app on my phone, multiple sticky notes around my house. You will see it. So that I did do, I did um, include it in my affirmations that I'm using this year, using the structure that you started with, with God built me. And mm -hmm. so I have that there. I did do the homework for today. So <laughs> <laughs> and, you're um, and um I did share with one person, one safe person. I was you know on vacation-ish, sort of the last time you and I talked. And then when I came back, life is what it was at reentry and it was craziness and pandemonium. And I just honestly haven't seen another safe person that I <laughs> feel like I want to tell. Well, um, Julie, but, can I commend you that first of all, we started with the uncomfortableness of sharing with another person. And then being able to at least breach that and share it with another person, a safe person, was really commendable. Well, thank you. Thank you. I am going to see two safe people tonight, though. So I do plan on sharing with them. So then I will have told three safe people. <laughs> there we go. Um, and I think the thing that I, it's just still stumping me is the subtitle of my book. Like the, you know, and so I have thought about it. And um, I even kind of laid in bed one night with it running through my head and just I just couldn't feel settled about anything. So I'm still working on that, but I will, I will get that. And to that point, it is something that is a tracking kind of evolving kind of piece. So if anybody does it immediately, that's great. I mean, this is new information that you're sitting in and marinating in and resting in. And once you start living it, more pieces come together. Well, you are living it. That was one of the wonderful, wonderful revelations that came about this that I was most excited about. And here's the thing about action steps. They are not homework and there are no grades. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> there are no grades. This is you choosing to do what you choose to do and, and go from there. So goal. What would you like to walk away with from today's session? Today, I think I just want to walk away with encouragement as we as I go forward from here, not having a weekly session with you to keep me kind of focused and on track and encouraged or to, to come back to you, but just encouraged and moving forward. Okay. Here's the piece about this step. We have a beautiful mission statement. I want to use the analogy of losing weight if I can. It's purposeful to lose weight, it's far more difficult to maintain weight. And so what happens is 
it's a challenge staying filled and fulfilled to live out your mission statement. And so that's what step five is. It's ways to identify staying filled and fulfilled. And the way we do that is by staying connected to others, to God, and to yourself. And this step is huge with connection and with self-care, okay? The point of it is to have both of those. And I want to also touch on the fact, Julie, that we have mentioned in the other sessions how responsible you have been with your interests, with your gifts, with all the pieces that we've hit upon. There's just been a banner of responsibility over you. And this step is about being responsible with what these pieces are and what the result of the mission statement will be. And so I have confidence that you already kind of embody that. And if I'm not mistaken, I can see in your face, our friends can't see, but I see fully the impact of you arriving at your mission statement that it has been a pretty big deal. It's been huge. Yes. I know if, like, if we rewind all the way back to, I think it was session one where I talked about wanting some confidence. I feel so much more confident that I can walk confidently in this now, even though like we talked about the revelation that I kind of have been living this out. I just didn't know that I was living it out this way, but knowing that now and just this knowledge, like I do, I feel so much more confident and that's huge. And as we think about the many goals that you've had, confident, clarity, uh, motivation, insights. I, you just have really claimed a goal that has been very appropriate for each step. And so I think that that's another kudos to you and God, because he just comes along and gives you, you know, manages to work at that goal. So as we move into step five, how would you explain your experience to our listeners? It's also really interesting. So it starts with your love language, which I've done that before, but gosh, Karen, it's probably been 20 years or more. And I can't say really that much of them have changed, but just going back through that and being intentional about looking at that. Well, even in just taking that test again and choosing between the answers, you know, just making me really think about what is important to me. Like, how do I feel loved? How do I show love? What do I want from that? Was just really cool. And the same thing, I think, the same thing, but even greater in the spiritual style assessment. I've never taken that before. I don't even know that I've even thought about it, you know? And so that was really eye-opening for me to, to sit down and think about that and um, just to see how it is that I feel most related and connected to the Lord, like what, what really connects me there. So that was really interesting. So it was just really eye-opening. Great. So here, here are the pieces. We're going to review your love languages, your spiritual style, and then your kingdom impact statement. While we have spent weeks working on your mission statement, which is your how, which we looked at all the what's, what you're good at, what demographic you serve, what motivates you. We looked at all the what's, but the kingdom impact statement tells you who you are. In Christ. And so while we've started at what we arrive at identity, so while we started at things and gifts and that sort of thing, we are ending 
on identity, specifically your identity in Christ. And that particular aspect of step five will succinctly bring that into view. And I think that will bless our viewers to know that something like that is out there. So the reason we do love languages is because it helps you remain energized and guards us against burnout. When our love tank is full, we feel love. Love energizes. And so when we're not feeling loved, I think all of us can understand that feeling and that depletion. So the spectrum of love includes being respected, not taken for granted, appreciated, all these pieces in our life that just encompasses love. The next piece, the spiritual style was connecting with God. And when we're not at our best, connecting to God is one of the best ways to get informed with truth, honesty. Here we go. Let's just let's just talk about all Julie, all Julie's values here in the way that you distinctly connect with God because we each have a distinct way. And then I already mentioned the kingdom impact statement. So are you comfortable jumping in with love languages? Yeah, let's go. All right. What keeps your love tank filled? What are your top three love languages? Okay. Before I tell you my top three, I have to tell you, because I did remember this when I was taking this assessment this past week. Um, I remember that the first time I took it, like just kind of, because I, I read the book, you know, the love languages book. And I thought receiving gifts, I was like, oh, well, I don't even have to take this test. It is about the gifts. I love the gifts. <laughs> <laughs> and it just reminded me of that because it is, it is not, my, it's not in my top three. <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's my last, it's my number five. Um, so my top three are, it's funny. It's not really funny. It is not ironic. It's just when no, now in light of my mission statement, when I say this, it's going to be like, oh, um, it's words of affirmation, Karen, mm. <laughs> words of affirmation, quality time and acts of service and acts of service. Well, I love that. Your goal for today was to be encouraged. Yes. Which are words my never one loving. Yes. Yes. How many people in your life know that affirmations are important to you like that? I don't know that exactly, but I think if you were to ask my friends, they would probably say that I'm very encouraging. Like, so I don't know if they know how important it is to me, but I think that they could probably make that connection that, oh, if she's someone who shares a lot of encouragement, she probably also likes to be encouraged. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the one, I'm the one in the group who's always, you know, uplifting, encouraging and motivating and the, the mm -hmm. cheerleader, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. yeah. And you are. And the other piece of that is you have instituted a daily affirmation in your life as a mental, emotional, spiritual habit to do that. So that really does make sense. It comes together. <laughs> okay. And so I'm guessing that in an environment where someone is critical, where someone is maybe operating more mindlessly and on a task as opposed to you as a person and may just stay careless unconstructive things that that would be an environment where you would what? I would be extremely uncomfortable and I would probably retreat a little bit. And if, if, and when I had to respond in that environment, I would do so in a way that that came out 
with a more of an encouraging slant, like, well, but what about if we, you know, or if this and try to say things in a, in a way that was a little more encouraging. Yeah. Well, and another piece of this that God's bringing to mind is that when we talked about your voice, we talked about you being in a leadership group and you clearly stated that there is in no way or form or fashion that they would not listen to me, that this was a place that was either encouraged, I'm going to use the word encouraging or affirming. So can you explain that space in relation to your love language and how you operate in it? Hmm. think about that for a second. I think that, oh, Karen, that's tough to explain. I don't, I don't know that I have the words for that, for that. Okay. I mean, like I can just, I just know that when I, I I would think that in that scenario, like most of the time I am looking for the positive in something. And so I'm going to speak most of the time in in a, in a way that is positive and incur- and I, I hate to keep using the word encouraging, but just like not um, just in a positive way and in, in an affirming way where I can. And no one um, like that's not looked down upon as like Pollyanna or, Oh, that's just, that's just a girl being a girl, you know, like, Oh, she's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's taken seriously. It's like, it's mm-hmm. not, hard to I'm not doing a very good job of describing this Karen but um, well it sounds like they respect you oh yeah definitely definitely I've never never not felt that way I love the fact that you nuanced that out and said that encouragement support positivity the things that you bring to that group are not genderized no no, in fact, I would almost say that my boss is very like that as well. And so even before I was a part of that group, you know, they they already had that kind of a piece in there. So they're used to that. And, you know, if you say something that doesn't sound all businessy and strategic, it's not looked upon as a less than thought or idea. It is still very welcomed, especially in the line of work that we do and working with people so much like it's very well received. That's encouraging <laughs> to know that this is out there with a collective of leaders that see that value, respect one another for it, and invite everybody to bring what they have to the table. All right. In light of that, is it okay if I ask how your voice has been at work through these weeks that we've been walking through? Yeah, um, I definitely because I've been working on my voice at work for a while, just being more confident and asking questions and stuff. And so definitely I have asked more questions. Like we talked about, you know, I even have my preamble about clarification, asking questions and feeling confident and doing that. And so I have done that with confidence and not once have I been met with a response that led me to feel shameful about asking a question. So that's been really good. And I, I do think that I'm becoming more and more, comfortable with using my voice and speaking up and offering up ideas and things. So definitely it's been better. Okay. What has made it easier? What has made it better? I think it's the confidence that I have. 
and it's it's like the confidence just kind of like oozes into all the parts of me because I, I don't necessarily I'm not necessarily living out my spe- what I feel is like my spe- specific purpose in this group. I mean, I'm the only woman in this group, so I can- <laughs> I'm just encouraging myself. But still, just having gained confidence in who I am and what my purpose is just has given me made me more confident in other areas of my life about my ability to do things and to to speak up and to to be successful. It's just it's just kind of covered all of my life. So that's how I would say. I love that. I guess I'm just seeing the power of confidence. Yes. And it's a specific type of confidence. I mean, this has been drawn out from God, from truth, from all this kind of stuff. It's been hard-won confidence in the sense that you did work to get it. Yes. It's confidence in who I am, not what I know. There we go. Which there. is what makes the entire difference. Because I think oh. that like, why I never wanted to ask questions is because I felt like, oh, if I ask a question that's not smart or that sounds dumb or could be looked upon as she should know that it was, it was confidence about what I knew or what I could do, not how that would make me look or appear to others. But now I have a confidence about who I am. And so that makes me much more, it gives me much more freedom to step and ask and talk because I know who I am. Okay. (laughs) That has just been said with confidence, but with assurance far beyond the, yeah, I'm a good worker and I'm talented and that sort of thing. So can you say that this process contributed to that? Oh, 100%. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Because again, like I said, in thinking about like my calling and, and encouraging women and stuff, that doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what I do specifically at my job. But when you can take pieces of that, you know, maybe I'm not encouraging women in that room, but I am encouraging and I am in some ways I'm experiencing personal growth. And, and then just knowing that who I am as a person and who God's made me to be like that has come out of this process of the assessments that I've taken and having God meet me here in this place and seeing him work. And so it just, it just makes me extremely much more confident about who he has made me to be because that's what he's shown me over and over that. And and even still, yes, you know, I've got a mission statement now and a purpose, but that's not all that God made me be and who God made Mm, me to be, mm -hmm. you know? And so like doing my kingdom impact statement, when we get to that part, it fits actually really nicely into this. Do you want to, do you want to segue to that now or? I mean, it's up to you. We can't. No, that's, that's your call. If we've got a segue and if it's, let's go. Okay. Do you want to say anything to set it up or do you just want me to tell you what it is? (laughs) Tell me what it is. Go ahead. Okay. In Christ, I am a contributing, seeking, encouraging, and redeemed woman of God. Okay. Repeat that for me. Contributing? Seeking, encouraging, and redeemed woman of God. Oh, gosh. And so for me, it's the contributing. It's the whether I'm contributing through my personal mission and purpose or whether I'm contributing through what I do in my job or whether I'm contributing through how I love my family and friends around me or how, if I'm contributing through serving or something at church, like the fact that I'm contributing, I have something 
it's not just that I'm taking the action, but I, it's understanding that I have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So all of this process obviously has led to this piece of it too. So yeah, I don't know that I would have gotten here on my own, or even though it's been a few weeks, even as quickly as I did, had it not have been for going through this process. Wow. And hearing the fact that contributing has always been there, but confidence has been the lever that just has unleashed it, right? Yes. It's almost like therapy. I, I would not describe myself as someone who has been confident my whole life, not as a whole. There are things I've been confident in, like confident in my ability to to write and communicate well, or confident in my ability to, to read a recipe and make a dish. But I would not have described myself as a confident person. And so that's mm-hmm. something I've been working on over the past few, two or three years, I would say as a whole. But this piece, <laughs> this connecting the dots piece really just brought it out. And I don't know why, because like, you know, my I grew up in church. And so hearing, you know, you, it's about who you are in God and it's not about what you look like or, I mean, it, or any of those things. Like it just is. So it really is the connection of gaining confidence in who God says I am. You need a minute here. God is so good, Julie. God is so good. Yeah. I am so proud of you for doing the work. Thank you. And a smidge angry that that was there in the first place because I know you and I know who you are and that there's any remnants of things that would steal your confidence and to stifle you, to muffle you, to do that is just... A holy anger. <laughs> well, it's just this holy anger. It is not. It is not what God wants. It's not, but I think that it's really easy, even as a believer. You know, you can you can know you're forgiven and you can know that God has plans for you, but sometimes it's I think hard to translate that into everyday human being life, you know? And so I think too much, too often we get caught up in the confident in our abilities versus confident in who God made us to be. And, and it's just like, you know, in thinking about like spiritual gifts, when we started talking about that and how our, like our gifts aren't for ourselves, they're for God's use with, and with others. And so we just kind of think that, okay, well, I'm confident in this gift I have and I maybe don't realize, and, and I think it's for me, you know, I think it's just that we're, we're missing the mark a little bit. And so once everyone goes through connect the dots and they all (laughs) learn, I think even the most confident person in the world can gain confidence from going Mm -hmm. through this just because it really, truly does just solidify who we are in Christ and how important that is. Like, it's not just about our eternal value. It's about our right now 
and who we are. And yeah, it just preach. That's it. That's it. Preach. And here's the thing. We did start with all those what's. We did start where normally we begin exactly where you said you thought it was more than just, oh, this is my skill. This is where. And so connect the dots. We'll start there because while it is relevant, it is just not the whole thing. And so we start with the what's, but we end with the who. And Julie, never in my mind would I have imagined that you arriving at the who would have been as powerful as it is right now, bringing us both to tears with what God has done and revealed and how faithful you've been through this process. That is it. We start with the what and we end with the who. And so in Christ, Julie, you are a contributing, seeking, encouraging, redeemed woman of God, body, mind, heart, and soul. Each one of those words are a whole person picture of who you are in Christ. And I also appreciate the fact that we talked about while you have your mission statement and it specifically can name specific demographic of women that you serve, it is still living out at work. It is living out at home. It is living out everywhere. And that's what the function of a true mission statement will be because ultimately the mission statement is a result of who you are. So As we move from the who you are, in this step, you look at your spiritual style. The assessment is meant for you to realize how you best connect with God, because we've been connecting with him all these weeks, right? And in order to hang on to this, to keep this rolling, you need to be able to continue that. And so are you comfortable at this point sharing with us what happened when you did the assessment? Yes, sure. You want my top five? Go right ahead. Yeah. Contemplative, intellectual, traditionalist, enthusiastic caregiver. So what does that say to you? It says to me that I'm overall pretty traditional in my in my spiritual style with God. But while I, I love a good sermon and I love being in a worship service with other people, I do, I think my biggest connection is when it's just me and God, whether mm. it's, you know, 20 minutes in the morning to start my day or whether it's, you know, on a walk or sitting on the beach, just looking at the, at the ocean. Like that's when I usually feel the most connected. Mm -hmm. And I can see that in the fact that a few sessions you said, I need to write this down. I need to journal this. I need to just be with this. I need to sit in this. I need to. And so all of these aspects were what you were taking the information that was being revealed and you were contemplating and sitting with God and connecting with God in it. That is just so beautiful. Well, and looking at it now to you as I'm, you know, my second love language is quality time. So, (laughs) and not that you can't have quality time in a group, but for the most part, for me, it's that one-on-oneness that really helps me because I can get distracted and I can get caught up in some of the other things, you know, and while I wasn't sure if you just would have asked me last week, hey, what's your spiritual style? I would have been like, uh, Mm. I probably would have told you, you know, I'm uh, pretty traditional, but I wouldn't have known really how to explain that more other than, you know, I I go to church and this kind of church I go to or whatever. But 
now, like thinking about it, it makes so much sense to me about how much I love to have my quiet time in the morning and to really get something out of it. And just spending that time with God is just, it's really, it all makes sense. Yeah. And it's beautiful. So one of the pieces of step five is to record what scripture that God was putting on your heart throughout this. What did you come up with for that? Well, so I have four and three of them have been here this whole time. And it just, I just felt like they were just kind of highlighted and put in bold. And it still is John 10, 10 mm-hmm. about the abundant life. It's Jeremiah 29, 11, that God mm-hmm. has plans for me, which has been my life verse for a bajillion years. Okay. <laughs> and then Esther four fourteen, really the B part where it talks about um, you were made for a time such as this. But even though, when I, even in backing it up and thinking about how Mordecai is saying to Esther, if you keep quiet, mm. you know, you were called for this and, and, you know, maybe you were made just for this time. So kind of really the whole force. But then just recently, like this week, because I'm doing a study of Habakkuk right now, which is kind of random. But this verse is funny. I was reading this verse this week and this was the verse of the day in my Bible app. But I think just because of this whole process, it's Habakkuk 2.14, and it says, For as the waters fill the sea, the earth will be filled with an awareness of the glory of the Lord. And while I am not the earth, I just feel like in this whole process, I have just been filled with such an awareness of the glory of the Lord. You got me again. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Man, that's powerful. Well, and I and I know it's for this purpose because I could have read that scripture at any other time and I wouldn't have probably given 10 thoughts to it. But it was really like it impressed upon me when I read it. And it like I had already read it as part of my Bible study in a in a bigger context a few days before. But when it was the verse of the day and it came out, and I think I was I think I was reading that verse on that day too, it was just impressed upon me. And I was like, Oh, I, I have seen this in this process this week. I have seen it too. I have been the blessed witness to this. And Julie, it's just dawning on me that as the glory of the Lord fills this revelation, this entire process, this glory that we're given to God is going out into the airwaves. The people that will hear this, he knows. And He's like, my glory is that picture of that scripture. That's beautiful. So I have a few (laughs) scriptures that as I've been praying and walking through with you that have just landed on my heart. Would you care for me to share? Yes, please. Your scriptures are gorgeous. And I love when you say they've been there all the time, the John 10, 10, the Jeremiah. I mean, scriptures has been with us all along. But I know for this process, this scripture that I'm going to read may sound like a pet scripture, but I just really felt based on who you are, and I mentioned your responsibility to things, that Philippians 1, 6, and it says, and so I am sure that God who began this good work in you will carry it on until it is finished on the day of Christ Jesus. And it goes with this step. It just goes with my confidence in who you are, And that you've already said your mission statement surrounds you on whiteboards, on your phone. And so that is a piece of who you are. And that scripture was something that came up. I also have 
Luke 1.45, and it's a snippet. It's out of context. So I just want to clarify it's out of context. But when we stepped into this, this was the verse that came to mind. It says, the Lord has blessed you because you believe that he would keep his promises. And I think we're seeing that today. Yeah. Which is, um, goes right back to Habakkuk because it's, it's like Habakkuk says um, at the top of chapter two, he's, you know, he's called out to the Lord. He's asking for something. And then he says, basically, I'm paraphrasing the Julie version here. Um, I will go <laughs> to the watchtower and I will wait to hear from the Lord because he knew that he could go to God and ask God for something. And he knew God would respond. He didn't know if he was going to give him what he was asking for, but he knew that God would answer him. And the scripture doesn't say how long he he waited, but I think about you sharing this with me. I love it because I think about for so long, I was like, I just want to know my purpose. I just want to know my purpose. I just want to know my purpose. And, you know, scripture says if we seek him and we we knock and we ask, he will answer and he is faithful to his promises to me. Yeah. And, seeking. and, to, and to all of us. I love seeking as part of your kingdom impact <laughs> statement because that's what this has been. I have one final one and it's Deuteronomy 14, 2. It says, the Lord has chosen you to be his treasured possession. And I just know that this mission statement, this kingdom impact statement, the point he has brought you to where you have arrived is him having seen it and him just revealing it to you that you are his treasured possession and that he has chosen you and that what will come in the future, all the serving opportunities, which are actually people, let's just, yeah. let's just, let's put it in Julie terms. It's people that he brings to you. He knows he can entrust to you because you are his treasured possession. Those are scriptures that came to mind as I've been praying and walking alongside you in this. Thank you for sharing them. I love them. I love yeah. them. And I have I know, I, I mean, I've read Deuteronomy a bajillion times, and I don't know that I've ever paid attention to that, but I love that. Thank you. And if you feel comfortable, we met future Julie. I did a lot of the describing of future Julie. I would love for you in the context of everything we have now, can you give us a picture of future Julie? Oh, she is strong and confident. She, I'm trying to think how to phrase this. She is loyal to her convictions which really are kind of more her, her disciplines almost, I would say. Like she, I'm not saying she's perfect, but she doesn't question them. She knows who she is and who, who she wants to be. And probably, you know, eight times out of 10, she's going to make the decision or the choice that aligns with who she wants to be. She is serving others the light and joy out of the abundance in her heart and in her life. Okay. I love the fact 
that you've just given us a picture of a person who knows who she is and wants to be. And the wants to be piece, I think, speaks to us all because current Julie needs to choose, make choices, right, in order for future Julie. This just boils down to a decision. And the decision really, Julie, that you're showing us here is who do we want to be? Yeah. And you have a picture of who you want to be. And so your life is informed by that. And you're able to make decisions going forward based on who you are, based on your confidence and your strength. I would also add that future Julie is generous. Yeah, I think think she is. Because I know that while we were talking all around financial budget, (laughs) and I put you in beautiful clothes, and you had mentioned that your desire for that was so that you could be generous. Yes. I do love that. You got to love future Julie. I know. I think she's pretty great. (laughs) She's pretty great. I want to be her. (laughs) I'm going to say you are her. You You are her. It's interesting to... I keep saying it's interesting. It's not interesting. It's clearly God in all the ways that he ordains things and orchestrates things. So in setting all of my goals for 2023 and the things I wanted to do, like anyone who knows me will tell you, I love a planner. I love an organizer. At one time I was working out of eight planners and my best friend was like, Julie, that is not okay. <laughs> and it wasn't, it was a mess. But when I was doing all my goals this year, like I was thinking in terms And I took this term from Atomic Habits by James Clear. Your habits are are not just things that you do, but they're choices for who you are and who you want to be. And and my B goals, who do I want to be? So all of Mm. my goals this year, for the most part, are wrapped around not just like, oh, I want to read 60 books, but I want to be a reader. I want to be a knowledgeable. Mm. It's more about the characteristic of the person I want to be other than the activity that I want to accomplish. And so I think a lot about future Julie rolls right into that because almost all of these things in some way contribute to who I want to be as a person. And that person that I'm building is future Julie. And so like, she has come up a lot as I'm, you know, snacking and I'm trying to make a choice, (laughs) like what would future Julie want? Or would future Julie buy this thing now? Or would she rather save that money to create an experience? There's a movie term for this and I forget what it is, but everything really is all the dots are connecting, Karen. Like I (laughs) use the title of the movie in the movie, all the dots are connecting. connecting. And it's just that extra reassurance. Not that I needed reassurance from Jesus that he was behind all this and doing Mm. all this and orchestrating Mm. all this, but lest I ever thought for a moment that he wasn't, it's like just one more thing to be like, it's all here for you. I've put it all here for you. All of these things work together. Yeah. It's our inability to get there. I mean, Connect the Dots came out of my disparate adventure of pulling the who I am together as well. And it's there. Sometimes we just can't see it. And so these pieces that are organized with a purpose and a strategy to get you to this point can be done on your own. So what was your experience going through all of this? Because you did it on your own and then you did it with coaching. Yes. So I had started it on my own and got about a third of the way through. And it was helpful. I mean, that was, and that was still kind of in the early days, like, you know, of doing some of the initial assessments and stuff. And so that's helpful to see who you are. But adding on the piece of being coached really was, I think, 
the turning point that really helped me to see and understand because, you know, I told you I've been thinking about purpose for a long time and I felt like I had read all the books and taken all the tests and done all the things and still felt lost. But in all of them, almost all of them, they would say, well, you should, you know, pick two or three friends and ask them what they think you do well and ask them who they, you know, what they see. And first of all, I know that I never did that. But I think the point of that, and this is, I think, where coaching really levels up this experience, is that we as people truly only see ourselves the way we see ourselves. And you really need to have that outside input. And so I I was just amazed as we went through each of these sessions, the things that you would say about how you saw me or what you saw or when I explain something, you'd be like, well, here's how I see that. And this is what I see. And that just really, first of all, it gave me a new perspective that I would not have reached on my own. And it really was affirming to me, <laughs> you know, I mean, like I didn't need to ask my friends if they thought I was a good writer. I know I'm a good writer. And if they could tell me I didn't, that'd be great. You know, kudos to me. But just having that outside perspective, we really all need that because we are so limited in how we see ourselves that it's mm-hmm. almost going to confine us a little bit, I think, in trying to to see the whole picture. So having the coaching level of that just really opened up my eyes and my mind too, just to see things differently from a different view for the additional viewpoint, like just was, I think I probably could have done this and I would have gotten to a place. I don't doubt God's faithfulness at all. Like right. I feel like he would have shown me, but I don't know if I would have had the revelation and that deeper understanding had I just done it on my own and not had the coaching. So I would say if anyone's considering doing this, I mean, by all means, do it, take, do the connect the dots. But if you have the ability to have care and coach you through it, you should, because it really, like your, the gifts that God has given you to your discernment and your wisdom level this experience up more than I could even begin to say. Well, that's very gracious of you to put me out there as a resource. But I just want to say that all of us are in different places and you can do it on your own and get there and get running. And the coaching piece, there are coaches out there in the training. I give a link to Christian Coaches Network International. It's my association of Christian coaches who are there and are living out our mission to come alongside others. And so, my mission is to make a difference in the difference makers. And if you can't tell, Julie's a difference maker. And God made a difference in this partnership. And so if coaching is for you, and if you feel like you want to level up, as Julie says, there are coaches out there. And I highly recommend this. This has been created with a coaching experience in mind, but you don't have to have coaching. You, you know, God is in all of it. All right, let's segue to the last piece of step five. Did you notice the small print (laughs) step five? I did. I had to put my glasses on and zoom in. Yes, (laughs) Yes. and it's unfortunately small print, but it is very important because we talked about this step is about connection and about self-care. 
and being able to maintain your mission statement. And so part of step five gives six principles of biblical servanthood. The six principles that are listed there are which one stood out to you that will help with self-care for continuing, using it to continue on strong. I would say that I think probably number four, as we open our hearts to God's purposes, we become available to move to the places God wants us to be. I think because I, again, like it's kind of going back to when I said, like, I've got this mission statement and this purpose and I understand it, but that doesn't mean that that's that one single soul place that God can use me in this way. Like, you know, you were talking about how it spills over into my work and into my family and the other things I do. And while I might have a demographic of, you know, women, that doesn't mean that if God wants me to share with, you know, my 16-year-old son that there is something more to life that just because he's not a woman, I can't share it with him, you know? And I feel like just being open to not siloing myself into, well, you know, while there are, you know, lanes and boundaries and guardrails that help us to make decisions about things we should do, that if I really feel like it's something God's calling me to do with this purpose, I can be open. Like I know what my purpose is now. And so it it makes more sense. I can be like, okay, well, this may not be women, but I really feel like God's asking me to be a part of this or to serve in this way. And it does line up with my overall so I can go and do this. So I would say Mm -hmm. that number four. Number four, you get there even before I don't have to do anything (laughs) because you're already saying it. This is a mission statement. There's words that are collected with a period at the end that it is not a box. And you clearly said that you will move according to the spirit. Let's just bottom line it all that while this helps give clarity and direction, moving by the spirit, it trumps everything. Yeah, because like when I think about how I was living this out in my life before I ever really knew that it was connected to my purpose, it's kind of this. I was moving according to what I felt like, oh, I feel like that little nudging of I should share this or I should encourage Mm. this person or I should say these things. And it had nothing to do with, oh, well, this is my purpose. And so this is what I should do. It was all what I felt kind of pulled or called or nudged to do, which I, for me, ties back to being an instrument of the Lord and sharing his love in some way. I think that speaks volumes. You're connected enough to him in such a good way to know that's a nudge or that's a direction. And so this piece with when we are feeling love, appreciated, respected, and in a good place, when our love tank is full, when we're connected to God, and then we know who we are in him, nudges from the spirit become more recognized. We're more open to that. Is it Galatians that says to keep step with the spirit? All right. In a word or two, how would you describe this experience? Enlightening and fulfilling. Oh, I love that. I love a lot of what you say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love a lot of what you say. (laughs) There we go. So, Julie, with the completion of this, I know you're going to visit with a couple friends tonight. You're going to share these pieces. How will you celebrate this? You just did a lot of really good work 
you have arrived at a place where not only do you know what you do well, who your people are, what your passion is, what motivates you, what your mission is, you even snuck in a vision there for a piece of that and your ultimate purpose to glorify God. And he gave you the Habakkuk 2.14, which was the glory of God. How would you like to celebrate? I will confess that I'm terrible at celebrating things. <laughs> like I, I'll celebrate an event, but you know, like when I finish a, a project or accomplish a goal, I'm, I'll be like, oh, I did it. And then I kind of walk away from it. So I love that you've asked me this question because I want to be intentional about celebrating it because it has been a journey and something I've wanted to, to know for a long time. And so uh, this might sound weird. <laughs> I want to get to work. Mm. Like <laughs> now that I know, like I'm excited about it. I'm excited about having a purpose and I'm excited about seeing the different ways that that can take action in my life. And I want to get to work. I mean, who doesn't love that? <laughs> Who doesn't love that? I mean, I probably need to sit in it for a minute and then get to work. Yes, because you're <laughs> contemplative. I'm yes. going to sit in it for a minute, connect, and then go. Yeah. Uh, and that is to say that it's not that you haven't been working. You've already said you were responding to nudges, but how much more exciting to know that, hey, God's banner over me is love. Here's my mission. This is how it looks. And unleash me. Yeah. And I think, and maybe it's because I'm getting older and stuff, but God just want to be intentional. And so while I was doing these things kind of here and there all along and not knowing, now that I know it's like the call to be intentional about it. Mm. Like one of my favorite Peloton instructors, she always talks about purpose and she's like, we're here on purpose, for a purpose, with a purpose, and we walk in purpose. And mm -hmm. so, like, I just think about that and the intentionality of it. And I want to be on purpose, with a purpose, because I'm for a purpose, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just can't thank you enough for glorifying God with your purpose here, because this has truly glorified Him. And your selflessness to really come on and be vulnerable and to be honest. Of course, that's your value. <laughs> but not many people would have been willing to open up such a piece of their world for so many people to witness. So I just want to say for everybody witnessing this, you're hearing this right now, shoot up a prayer for Julie because she wants to get to work and the world is better because of her. God's purpose is happening because of her. So I'm just so proud of you, friend. I Go have ahead. to thank you as well, because it is so cool to get to see other people living out their God-given purpose and being very intentional with it. And you do that. And this is the first time I've done, I've seen this part of, of what you do. Like I've known about it and I've heard about it, but I've never like experienced it this way. But I can tell you that just in knowing you, I do see this in your everyday life and, and you're going about and you're loving your family and you're loving your friends and what you do. And so it has been extremely cool for me to get to see God work this way through you. And which is why, you know, I do hope that whether people take, just take 
this course that you put together or whether they work with you. And even if they work with another coach, I know they're still going to be blessed because of you, because of this. And so I just, I thank you for taking the time to coach me and walk me through this and being a servant of God in that way, because it's been really fun. (laughs) You are very generous, very (laughs) generous. And I think both of us can agree on the point that none of this happens without the spark of God leading us to do and to bless. And so what was it? Our contribution and investment in the world is just living out our mission so that we can glorify God. Yes. Yeah. Let's close in prayer. Okay. Before we do that, friends, I just want to thank you and thank Julie. This has been an unscripted, unknown. We had no idea what we were headed into. We both just surrendered it to Jesus. She laid out herself and I laid out myself as a coach, but we both were faithful and trusted that Jesus would show up. And by golly, didn't he? He He always does. Praise Jesus. Well, I don't know about you, but to me, this whole journey was amazing. God never disappoints when we seek him to discover how we were made to glorify him. Julie began stuck and unclear about how she was supposed to serve God. Yet in five short weeks, she discovered that she's a contributing, seeking, encouraging, and redeemed woman of God, whose mission is to encourage women to uncover and design their something more life in Christ by motivating personal and spiritual growth through joyful discipline. Next week is our final episode for the series. It will pull together what we did, what God did, and what you can do next. Not only for yourself, but if you're a leader, to make a difference for the team that you lead. It's level up time, as Julie would say. So until next week, live on purpose and glorify God.